the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Friday, May the 19th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1780, a mysterious darkness enveloped much of New England and part of Canada in the early afternoon. They didn't know what it was. I don't know if they know today, but it happened. Today in 1913, California Governor Hiram Johnson, he signed the Webb-Hartley Law, that prohibited aliens ineligible to citizenship from owning farmland. That matter of owning farmland is an issue today. China is is buying up thousands of acres of farmland, uh, particularly in the Midwest, and they're doing so, in many cases, near military bases, our military bases. There are people with growing concern. I don't know if anybody's taking action on that, but they are looking at it, thankfully. Today, in 1921, Congress passed and President Warren G. Harding signed the Emergency Quota Act, which established national quotas for immigrants. Today, in 1943, in his second wartime address to the U.S. Congress, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, he pledged his country's full support in the fight against Japan, That evening, Churchill met with President Franklin D. Roosevelt at the White House. The two leaders agreed that night on May 1, 1944, as the date for the D-Day invasion of France. The operation ended up being launched more than a month later. Today, in 1967, the Soviet Union ratified a treaty with the United States and Britain banning nuclear and other weapons from outer space as well as celestial bodies such as the moon. Today, in 1993, the Clinton White House set off a political storm by abruptly firing the entire staff of its travel office. Five of the seven staffers were later reinstated, but they were assigned to other duties that had nothing to do with travel. What came out after that was so typically Clinton. If you, You've heard the phrase, follow the money. If you follow the money with the Clintons, you'll always see what motivates them. They fired the staff because they had made another deal with some other group that they were going to get a kickback on all the travel from the White House. I would imagine that would be monumental. Those guys are always running around in private jets and everything. So the Clintons were going to funnel that money into another organization that had made a deal with the Clintons to give them a kickback on money, probably, who knows how many dollars, but a lot. Anyway, I think they tempered their enthusiasm to make money off the White House travel. There was a big pushback in America when we little people found out what was going on with those people. Como News is reporting this morning. This isn't something we normally talk about on this program, but Como News has a story about a 19-year-old kid that was arrested the uh, last or night before last, actually on Interstate 5 in Washington County, Oregon. 
Como says at about 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday, a, a deputy conducting speed enforcement saw and heard a speeding 2016 BMW M3 heading south on I-5. The deputy used a speed measuring tool called a LIDAR, I think it's L-I-D-A-R. I wasn't familiar with that. I guess it's better than a radar. Anyway, he called, he used this tool and this uh, this uh, state patrol or state police said that he learned that the vehicle was going 100. He documented that the vehicle was going 176 miles per hour. Deputy radioed ahead the description of the car. Another uh, deputy down I-5, further south down I-5, uh, jumped into the fray and they spotted the car. Both deputies caught up with the vehicle. How do you catch up with a vehicle traveling? I don't know. That was a fast. That was a fast one. But anyway, they they caught the guy off going off the uh, on an off ramp and they pinned him down and stopped him from driving away. And the the kid, the 19 year old kid, was Milo Schneider. He was arrested on a reckless driving charge, booked into jail. During the investigation, Schneider told the deputies that at one point he looked at his speedometer and it said he was going 183 miles per hour. I have no comment on that except uh, it's amazing. I didn't know BMWs would go that fast. I guess I don't know why they would be made to go that fast, but they apparently do. But the police documented the speed. There's talk in New York City today about moving the or the possibility of moving the homeless campers, of which there are thousands in the city, moving them into Central Park which is the centerpiece of New York City. In another day and time, New York City was a beautiful city. Marjorie and I have been there several times and spent time. We've spent time in Central Park, as a matter of fact. I wouldn't bother to go there today, but it is a beautiful, beautiful central part of the city, one of the great cities in the world. Now they're going to move, or they're talking about moving the homeless into Central Park park. It's amazing. The World Health Organization is facing some heavy backlash this morning. They announced some very controversial guidance. World Health Organization, the top of the globalist um, totem pole, they announced some very controversial guidance about children's gender and sexuality. They said this morning the organization's guidelines suggest that children as young as four and under should have access to sex education and explore gender identities. Four years old, World Health Organization. You say, well, who pays attention to them? Well, a lot of people do. China actually put Tedro, he's the head of World Health Organization, they actually put him in place. He is their choice. They put money put money up, they put uh, influence up, they put pressure up on the people who were making those decisions here a couple of two or three years ago, and they put him in place. That's whom they wanted to run the World Health Organization, China, the Communist Party. So this report notes that that the organization had put a document that provided guidance to policymakers in Europe, suggesting that sexuality education starts from birth. That did not, and it is not going over well in Europe, particularly the UK. But the new guidance pushes sexuality for infants 
and it calls on parents to explore gender identities for their babies right after they're born. Officials have characterized the guide as a, quote, framework for policymakers. This is about globalism. It's a framework for policymakers. What they're saying is, well, you don't have to do exactly what we're saying, but we're giving you a framework to create the policies for your country because we want to move together and become the village. We want to become one nation. It's so much better than having all these various nations and the confusion and war and blah, blah, blah. It continues by suggesting that children between four and six-year-olds should be encouraged to talk about sexual matters, whose guidance notes that children age four and under should be informed about masturbation and enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body. Four years old and under. These guidelines fall under what the World Health Organization refers to as, quote, minimal standards that need to be covered by sexuality education. This is what globalism looks like. Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, and all those people that are pushing globalism with their billions of dollars, other wealthy globalists. This is what it's all about. This is where they're going. Boy, it's it's demonic. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be out there. People need to be aware of what's going on. Speaking of the spirit of who, Target is not missing a step. They're on it. Target is introducing this tuck-friendly bathing suits for dysphoric men now, along with a bunch of other stuff. You would think you would think everybody in the world is a homosexual or a transgender or whatever. All those letters stand for. For the first time in a long time, I stopped by a Target store the other day. Marjorie and I wanted to pick up something we knew they carried. I don't like to go in that store for more than a year. I didn't go into it. I rarely go into it now. I was unprepared for the magnitude of the in-your-face LGBTQIA+. That's what they called it, and it is. Their display in the front of the store. It was emphasizing transgenderism, but it covered all those letters. Do you know that according to 2022 Gallup data, just 0.6% of the United States adults consider themselves to be transgender? I mean, is that a market that a store the size of Target should be going after? Apparently. Shelf space in big box stores is very, very highly valued. So this is clearly not really about money. It's about something other than profit. I want to talk to you a little bit about how we're slouching towards Sodom in preparation for the so-called Gay Pride Month of June. June used to be a wedding month, Father's Day, and other wholesome, meaningful kinds of celebrations. But oh no, it has now become Gay Pride Month and a whole lot of derivatives from that. Is all this effort directed at that 0.6% of the market? I don't think so. The transgender push shouldn't be surprising coming from Target, but the magnitude of it, I got to be honest, I didn't think they would be that big. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there about this whole movement. 
Last year, Target cooperated with queer-owned brands, even promoting chest binders to flatten women's breasts. Some years ago, Target made waves after doing away with gender-based labeling in the toy aisle. I talked about that on this program. They did so in order to help their words, quote, help strike a better balance and to cater to those who were, quote, frustrated or limited by the ways things are presented. Most of the people in our country today have some level of frustration, depression, concern. We live in very perilous, very unusual times, dark times. Target also promoted boycotts after allowing men to use women's restrooms in the name of of woke. They prompted boycotts. This year, Target is rolling out a tuck-friendly bathing suit designed to help biological men tuck their genitals away to appear more feminine. One bathing suit created in partnership with Humankind states it's designed for comfort and confidence created with tuck-friendly construction. You say, man, should you be talking about that on Christian radio? Yeah, I should. Because it's right in front of your kids. Every time you walk into Target and a number of other stores, they seem to be the leader, though. Every time you walk in there, your child is looking at this stuff. It's everywhere. That's why I call it, without hesitation, it's demonic. And it's done under this new freedom of expression and getting to the truth and turning on the light. It's everything that that isn't. It's the darkness of spiritism. It's demonic. This is far from the only questionable item offered by Target this year. The adult section features t-shirts emblazoned with uh, declarations like Live, Laugh, Lesbian. Big across the... For kids and adults as well, but kids. It's kind of trending now to wear those kinds of t-shirts. There's another t-shirt I noticed they were featuring. It's called Not a Phase. There are, there are doctors and psychologists now that are stepping up and saying, you know, this thing is out of control, this whole LGBTQ plus IA whatever uh, movement is out of control. And some of these doctors are saying, we ought not to be doing this. And they're not doing so necessarily on spiritual grounds, but on medical grounds. They're saying this isn't right. These kids they're indoctrinated in public school and they think they might be transgender or something other than what they are and they get all confused and then these doctors say in a few years they get over it they say well no I don't want to be and sometimes they've had these barbaric surgeries that these people are doing to them and I'll get to that in a moment and tell you how much money they're making And these doctors are saying, this isn't right. This is a phase they're going through. So now they've countered that. The people that's behind this movement, they've countered that. And they have these T-shirts now. It says, not a phase. And that's what that's relating to. I saw another T-shirt. It says, queer, 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 super queer. Boy, oh boy. company also rolled out pride collection items, specifically for children and babies, Featuring onesies and shirts reading Being Proud, B-I-E-N, Proud, in the colors of the Progress Pride flag, which contains additional colors for minorities and transgender individuals. 
one baby bit, little bib that goes, you know, on the baby. It reads, I am proud of you always. And the store offers an array of other pride themed items for children, babies, dresses, shoes, socks, the whole deal. It's all out there. But they also feature a family section that's all oriented to the LGBTQAI whatever section. And they're matching pride items. For example, one image shows two women in a blue pride shirts and two young boys in pink pride shirts. There's another shows a family. It looks like a man and a woman. I don't know what they are. But anyway, it's a family. It gives you the impression of a family. And they have some statement on it. It just goes on and on. In the book section, you find it, it, there's books in there. It goes bye-bye binary. It's marketed to four to eight-year-olds, four-year-olds to eight-year-olds. There's another book that's titled The Pronoun Book. It's suggested for children zero to three years old. So targeted and other allies is not just about the 0.6%. They're building a movement out of this. It's about indoctrinating and grooming the next generation from age zero up. It's about creating an alliance to perpetuate the movement. Why do they feel so strongly about it? It's a spiritual matter. That's why. This is this is not something about a difference of ideas. This is something that is putting the, their fist in the face of God. It's like Nimrod building his tower. Say, we will build to the heavens. And God saying, Nimrod, no, you won't. Boom, it's over. We can't go on like this as a nation. What do we do? Well, we stand. As Paul wrote, having done all, stand. Do everything you can do. Find things to do. Find a place. Sign a petition. Volunteer your time. Pray. By all means, pray. And be informed. The medical community is cheering Target and all the other allies because they're good for business. There's a survey out there from Grandview Research. They don't, they're not necessarily connected to the homosexual movement, but they do market studies for businesses, and they, they come up with projections, and they're pretty well known. And this Grandview Research uh, did a did a uh, research on the market size of the LGBTQ, etc., uh, movement. And they in, in, through 1921, Grandview Research found that the market was, at that time, a couple of years ago, was $1.9 billion. This $1.9 billion is to the medical association, the doctors and then, then the hospitals and all that, of primarily children, but some adults, but primarily children who are confused about their sexuality, generally six to seven years old. Their parents have ignorantly gone along with it, thinking maybe in some cases that they're showing love to their children and affirmation and all that. And these kids have had surgeries. And all of that adds up to a $1.9 billion market in 2021. They are projecting 
Grandview Research is projecting an annual growth rate, it's CAGR is the acronym they use, of 11.23% from 2022 last year to 2030. The rising incidence of gender dysphoria, the increasing number of people opting for general config, uh, gender configuration surgeries, are expected to boost the growth during the forecast period. According to the study, uh, Cedars of Sinai was uh, Cedars Sinai Hospital in L.A. was involved in this, but they 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 look for approximately a 78% of transgender males experience gender dysphoria by age seven. The mean age they find in this to experience the gender dysphoria was less in transgender males, about 6.2 years old. Grandview gives a revenue forecast of $5 billion, conservatively $5 billion for the transgender business by 2030. I wrote an article about this today on our website, faithandfreedom.us, and you can find that. I, I link this stuff, I, I link this research by Grandview and other items that I'm talking about today. But boy, I'll tell you, it's, it's money. It's darkness. It's demonic. All of that is wrapped into this movement. And when parents kind of skip along and say, well, you know, Susie thinks she's a boy and I'm going to affirm her because I love her. Stop. That is, that is the path to destruction. If you love your child... Don't affirm this kind of nonsense. This is not of God. God created male and female. And yes, we all are imperfect and we all sin. We all have issues. Children need guidance, not affirmation of this demonic kind of a program. There's been politicians in both the House and the Senate who have come out for gay issues over the last few years because they said, well, my daughter came home and said she's a boy and I want to affirm her so I'm going to vote for I mean this this has far reaching implication but the most important is you are responsible for your child or your grandchild if you are a part of their life this is serious stuff this isn't just something to talk about I hate talking about this but I hate more what they're doing I hate the injustice I hate the demonic satanic aspect of this it's not right and we're killing our kids if we don't kill them when they before they get out of the out of the womb now we're trying to distort their life to where they don't have a life under the name of freedom and lgbtq and all of that kind of thing man we need to pray for our country may god forgive us of what we're doing and help us and deliver us from this if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek God. I believe with all my heart, I wouldn't be sitting here at this microphone today if I didn't believe with all my heart that God hears and answers prayer. He does. I know he does. We've got to get on it. We've got to do something about it. This nation was founded on biblical principles. I talked to you, remember last month, I think it's been two or three weeks ago on this program, I saw a story out of Arizona, and uh, this woman in the state legislature there 
uh, she was a, a Presbyterian or is a Presbyterian minister, she says, and she's also a state rep. She was going around hiding these Bibles in the in the kind of a common room for for the House of Representatives to use. And there were bathrooms there and probably snacks and, you know, kind of a big lounge thing for them. And there were Bibles throughout the area there if someone wanted to read it or have access to it. And um, they kept disappearing. And so there were no security cameras in this place. So I I told this story, but I'll just, if you didn't hear it. And so the security put a couple of cameras there because they they couldn't figure out who was stealing these Bibles. So anyway, they put up the cameras and they learned that it was one of their own. It was a representative. And it was this woman who is a Presbyterian pastor, quote unquote, and a representative. She was putting them under cushions. She put one in a refrigerator back behind some other food. She was hiding them all over the place. And when they, when the press got a hold of this, one of the press guys asked her, why were you doing that? She just walked away. She wouldn't answer it. But I thought about that, and I thought, man, through the centuries, to our present time, efforts have been made to slam the Bible shut, to get rid of it, to hide it from the public. They don't want the potential explo- exposure of God's word to a corrupt and decaying culture. This is a book that the communists won't let their people read. And yet we have it on our desks and in our homes and wherever, except in in the, in, in the lounge in Arizona, but they got that straightened out in a hurry. But if this thieving lawmaker knew more about the nation's heritage, maybe she wouldn't want to hide it. Maybe she would. I don't know. But many of the great presidents, including George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, were regular Bible readers. The book George Washington's Sacred Fire, Jerry Newcomb, he writes a lot of stuff. He was co-author of that. It's an excellent book about that kind of thing. Our 16th president on September 7th, 1864, received a gift. It was a beautiful Bible, a copy of, of the Bible. It's on display at the Museum of Bible in Washington, D.C. T- today. People walk by and see it. You cannot, you, you, you cannot miss the importance of the, of the Bible, of God's word in the founding of this nation. When Lincoln got this Bible, he said, in regard to this book, I have but to say it is the best gift God has given to men. All the good the Savior gave to the world was communicated through this book. But for it, could we could not know right from wrong. Thomas Jefferson had some weird ideas about Christianity. I mean, he did, but he was a great advocate for churches meeting in the Capitol. He was a great advocate for all of this. And he certainly held Jesus as, as a person highly in his own mind. Every president in the founding of this nation and for years to follow, saw the importance of the Bible, not just as a history book, but as a spiritual, moral guide. And they saw it, many of them, most of them saw it as God's word, God's infallible word. Many on the left today are gnashing their teeth at the Bible, much like this woman who was walking around hiding it so nobody could read it. It's kind of a picture of the culture of the culture in which we live. This is why we do what we do here. This is why I get up every weekday morning and do this program live. I feel so deeply about it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel that way. And I do.
I could not do it without your support. Thank you so much for standing with us financially. We need your support each month. It's critical. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.